Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. They were chanting F Seattle. Right. F Seattle. And I said, well, here is a perfect opportunity because there's some TK salutes coming out of the crowd as well. <laughs> that might be a little bit more specific. But I thought a hearty la cheeserie to the Seattle team would be enough of an explanation that even if you didn't really get the joke, you would understand the meaning behind right. it. Right, right, right. to the Loyalist Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. littles. Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. It amazes me how much time these bigwigs will give to this podcast. I know. Now, I know Tom was a little as well, but I mean, he works for ES freaking PN. That's a pretty big deal. And I get that it's not the Super Bowl, but he's doing national broadcasts. Yeah. And like I said, the turnaround time on that was just amazing. We really appreciate him taking the time to come on and meet the Littles. Uh, Roxy, we're a little bit of ahead of our time, I think. Are we? I think so, because on the big show yesterday, they were discussing cotton candy grapes. Well, so didn't we that like, w- that was like years two years ago. ago. That two was years ago. so we were two so years ago. <laughs> I don't think Tony had ever heard of them. Yeah. Did I ever hear of them? Uh, not previously to just before we recorded that. Now I'd have to go back and listen because I don't remember how it came up, how mm. we started listening to it, how we started talking about them, but I know I like them. I know we had them at a friend's house. Right. And then that was my, maybe, my birthday. Yeah. Maybe Last that's, year. maybe that's when we started talking about them. That was, maybe. I think the first time we ever had them. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. That could be. Yeah. We'll have to go back a year. So, okay. It wasn't years. But it was so last year. But it was so last year. I mean, come on. However, Littles, is there any better sentence out there than, so this morning I'm walking the dog to start your day? I mean, seriously, can we talk about, there is never, in my opinion, a better sentence than that, okay? Or, I was trying to order something over the phone the other day, something like that. Do people still order things over the phone? I guess takeout. Yeah, I would think so. I would think. I still, yeah, I do. Okay. I call the Chinese restaurant up down the street and I say. I go on Seamless. Yeah, or, okay, <laughs> millennial. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so, well, lots to get into this episode. But first, let's do a correction and a dag joke. It's all in one. Okay. It says, correction to episode 228. It says, grew up in Gaithersburg. Pronunciation for B-O-H-R-E-R-P-A-R-K is Boyer Park. I don't remember what I said now, but apparently it was wrong. Boer, boer. Maybe I said boer. Maybe. It says boer-er. Boer-er. What did I say? I don't remember. You know, sometimes I think people are just, you know, yanking my chain here, thinking I won't go back and check the tape, because I really don't care enough to do that, <laughs> so I won't. I'm just going to go out there and say I was wrong and right. take the correction. Okay. But I don't remember what I said. Wait, I don't it remember. may not ever come up again either. So. Maybe next time this <laughs> happens, I'll put that in the open, so we oh. have that to refer to. All right. So be careful out there. Dad joke. I saw a man going up a hill with a wheelbarrow full of horseshoes, four-leaf clovers, and rabbit's feet. He was pushing his luck. <laughs> That's Aaron Moss, episode TBD. Hey, Aaron. Come on. Meet us. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> What's going on? Okay. So, Roxy, some things we wanted to get into. We haven't talked TV in a long time. No, we haven't. Now, some things happened over this past week. When a TV series, it's a gift, I think, to yeah. a TV series that can write their own ending. Yes, I agree okay? with that. Mm-hmm. A lot of shows don't get that. First one we're going to talk about here is Call Me Cat, which was canceled, yes. sadly. After, I think it was, what, three or four seasons? Three or four seasons, but I understand. Yeah. Leslie um, Jordan passed away last year. Yeah. 
I was, don't think it, the show is not the same. Yeah. I mean, even just, I don't know. I feel like even if you went back to seasons when he was, you know, obviously still here, if you took that character out but kept the writing the same, it would have maybe been okay. But I feel like they completely did a 180 on well, this season and it got much more dramatic than I cared for. Well, here's the thing. This and is there what were I'm less say. cats in it. <clears throat> yeah, there were less cats. That's the big thing. But I'm going to say that Roxy and I can talk from experience a little bit on this. And fortunately, I've never experienced this. I don't think you have either. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to start from the beginning here. When you do these kind of shows, especially a TV show, especially a long-running Broadway show. Yeah. Okay? Like, I've done tours where I did Miss Saigon for three and a half years straight. Right. Okay? Now, occasionally, you'll have a week off here and there where there's no booking or something. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's straight through, nonstop. Christmas, new, you name it, holidays. There are no holidays. Right. Okay. High School Musical, we went straight through a year and a half. Yeah. No days off. Now, you occur sick days and vacation days just like any other job, but a lot of times when you're on a running show like that, you're just fortunate enough to have a job so you don't take the week off. Right. Now, I've said this before too. When you're on a national tour and you're moving from city to city or you're in like Chicago for six weeks, I mean, to some people, that is their vacation. Yep. Now, granted, we're still working at night, but you have your days free. Yeah. You know, so my point is, though, you become a family. That's the key word. Right. A family. And some of your family members you don't like. Yeah. I think we all have some family members over the course of years you've had some issues with, sure. right? Then you have family you love. Sure. Okay. Now, I've been fortunate enough on these long-running shows, or even the short ones, I've never had to deal with someone who passes away. Right. And you immediately deal with that situation, either with an understudy or yeah. whatever, and you just move on. Like, right. I'm not saying nothing happened, yeah. but you move on. You have to move right. on. So The show continues. The show continues. Mm -hmm. And it's really difficult. It is. And... I can only, I, I should say, I can only imagine it would be difficult. Right. What I'm referring to and I can relate to is that how close you are and how much of a family you are. Right. So think about when you've had a very close loved one pass away and how you've had to deal with it. You know, you're, you're bereaving, you're mourning, but yet you still have to do your job. You know yeah. what I mean? And they're writing storylines around that death. Right. And trying to figure out how they're going to move on, if they're going to make the character die. Now, in this instance, they didn't. Right. They now, I, I actually really liked how they paid tribute to him right. in that episode that they addressed it. I think it was very they well. They had him retire to an island somewhere, right? Yeah. Or something like and that I with his it was, husband it or was boyfriend. Very, or, yes. It yeah. was very well done, in my opinion. It was, I think, a nice way to go about it. But I think after that, how they picked up the pieces, you know, they, with the other cast members, the other, it was yeah, difficult. they did, and yeah. I, it's I don't tough. know, I, it was, I wasn't too fond of the storylines that where they were taking the characters and well, but they um, had to shift things. Now, yeah. also another thing I think might in their back pocket, maybe they know something we don't. For all of these that don't know, there is a writer strike going on right now. Right. Maybe they think it's going to last longer than they think, maybe. and they're getting out ahead of it. I don't know. Well, it was actually Fox that pulled it. No yeah. show just says, oh, we're throwing in the towel. Unless you're writing your own ending to the story, <laughs> right, which right. let's segue to that now. Yes. I have watched this show from the very beginning. Uh, it's called A Million Little Things. Mm -hmm. And I actually, it's so funny, when I first had an idea about podcasting and stuff, that's actually what I wanted to <laughs> name my podcast, A Million Little Things, because I knew it was going to be a podcast probably about something, anything, everything can be on the deck. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm thinking, like, what's a good name? Oh, A Million Little Things. And then this TV show came out. Right. And we talked about that a couple episodes. We did. About choosing your name carefully when you do a podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's what killed it for me. This TV show killed my freaking <laughs> podcast. Uh, now, there weren't that many called A Million Little Things, and there was only one 
that I knew that was a mainstay of a million little things podcast rewatchable type situation. Yeah, okay. But same thing. I was just like, it's out there. Yeah. Everyone's going to relate it to the TV show. That's not what I wanted. So I, you know, I was going down a different road. Yeah. Now, this is before I even started podcasting. Right. So these were just ideas I was throwing out there. Anyway, really good TV show. It ran into some issues along the way, like any other show. I think it ran like five seasons, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I get excited for these, Roxy, because I think Seinfeld, I think Cheers, I think I'm too, well, I'm not too old, but I never watched MASH, but I know everyone raves about the finale. Uh-huh. You know, how they wrap everything up. Right. And this just didn't really do it for me. I don't want to give any spoilers. I mean, this it's over, so you can watch it from the beginning. Yep. But people die throughout the show. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. And the way they drew this out at the end really kind of bothered me. Now, they did have a little, like, montage at the ending, which a lot of these do, where they basically fast-forwarded, I want to say, about 10 years. Okay. And it was kind of fun to see some of the characters that were younger when they started, and now they're having babies of their own right, and stuff like that. Right. But overall, it just... It, it didn't do it for it you, It didn't huh? do it for me. Yeah. I don't know, but... Yeah. I like the show overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like a couple things at the end. The show begins with these four best friends, yep. which ends abruptly. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. And then the end of it showed their f- kids. Right. Four of them. The next or generation. kids that met their daughters or something. That next year. Yeah, right. exactly. That next generation. And they ended it in the same place, which is at a Boston Bruins game, yeah. which is kind of cool. Because yeah. the, the show takes place in Boston. Yeah. I mean, they did some fun mm-hmm. things with it, but overall, I was a little disappointed. But now let's get into the other one. Okay. Now, this one I was looking very forward to. <laughs> the finale? Of <laughs> the, now, this is the series. Now, when I say finale, I don't mean season finale. Yeah, I mean series. series finale. That's yeah. the big difference here. No We're not talking about show. there's going to be a cliffhanger till next season. Right. We're talking about this is it. Right. Over. Right. Done. Kaput. Right. Finished. And that's the Goldbergs. Uh-huh. Now, we've had some... We've had a lot of ups and downs with the Goldbergs, well, I think. Well, you have. Roxy have. bailed on it basically about a year and a half ago. You'll yeah. watch it with me if it's there, yeah. if it's in the background, but you do not watch yeah. it religiously. You kind of gave up on it. Now, this one also had a situation where they lost a very dear family member. They mm-hmm. lost two dear family members. Now, one was for different reasons, and we're not going to get into that, but the dad was just asked to leave the show. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yep. You can put, you can connect the dots there. And then George Seagal passed away, mm-hmm. and he played the grandfather. Yep. And to me, that's when it, again, the same Leslie Jordan thing, where it just kind of started going downhill from there, mm-hmm. but then to then within the next season lose the father as well. Right. The storylines were just all over the place. I also heard that Adam Goldberg himself left the show yep. to go do other things, mm-hmm. and he was working on the spinoff that flopped, essentially. It ran for a couple seasons. Yeah, like two or three. But it basically flopped, right. and he just had other ventures. So yeah. they had, I didn't realize that. That makes n- total sense to me now. Yeah. For me, it lost its 80s vibe. Like, in the beginning, every episode I felt like was about an 80s iconic moment or yep. an icon, like right. Madonna or mm-hmm. Boy George or The Breakfast Club or something, a movie or a person that we could relate to, at least yeah. I could because I grew up in the 80s, and the whole episode was based around that. Right. Now, what gave it up for you? Honestly, it even happened before George passed away. It was it was the same formula every single episode. Bev does something is like crazy, crazy helicopter mom thing, and everyone has to forgive her, and then they do, and that's the end of the <laughs> the episode. That's okay, you're literally being a little vague there. Literally but. every episode, and it just—I don't know. I guess if you if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But 
I feel like that was a little too much of the same kind of storyline every show. And also, too, the kids were growing up. They weren't as cute anymore. So there's that. They lose the cute factor, uh, especially Adam. I mean, he was great. He's the focal point of the show, him and the mother, Bev. But, yeah, I just I feel like it was the same thing over and over and over again. And I think it could have ended three seasons earlier than it did. But then, you know, I do think they they did the best they could with, right. you know, the situations but that they were handed. I will even say in Roxy's defense, the finale was just, it was a terror. I didn't it love it at all. It was a bad finale. I didn't yeah. like it at all. Yeah. I really didn't. And I was really disappointed. But that's okay. The one thing they did do, they did a very nice montage at the end. Mm-hmm. And it did bring the dad and the grandfather back. Okay. And that was really nice. Okay. And it was like uh, Adam Goldberg was narrating it. Yeah. You know, saying, hey, this is... Yeah. This was my life. Yeah. This was the last. Sure. It ran for what, nine, 10 years? I something think like that. So. I mean, it's a, that's a, a long, long run yeah. for a TV show. Yeah. And yeah. I just think they kind of ran out of yeah. stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm of. also, well, like I said, these were announced, the finales were announced long before the writer's strike. Happened. Yeah, right. So I don't, that had these nothing to do were, with these right. ending their time. And it was time yeah. for both of them. Yeah. Actually, I also agree with what you said about the Goldbergs. I think actually a million little things could have ended a season earlier, too. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least. A season earlier. Mm -hmm. But anyway, all right. Well, we haven't done TV talk in a long time. So it was good to squeeze some of that in. We've got some other good stories for my birthday, but those will have to wait because we've got a great Meet the Littles guest to get to. So we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Everybody, it's cool Aunt Claire with a little message for people who thought about going to Jingle Fest in the past but uh, hesitated for one reason or another. Oh, I don't know. Maybe those people are weird. Yes, we are weird. Oh, everybody's going to know everybody else already and I don't know anybody. Guess what? We didn't know anybody either the first time we went. We were all newbies at one point and I'll tell you, through meeting the littles in person, I have made some of the most remarkable friendships I've ever had in my life. So if you've ever thought about going, please make plans to come. Come join us in June. Stay tuned to all the usual social media places, Facebook, Twitter, yada, yada, yada. Just reach out directly to any of us for information on what's going on. We have Mingle Fest on Friday night. There's usually Jingle Golf. We're going to go to a Nats game on Wednesday night. I mean, it's starting to turn into a multiple, multiple day affair where it really had only started out as one evening. So we'd love to have you be part of it. Definitely reach out and make a plan to come to the D.C. area in June. We'll see you then. lose against the pens. No season ends. Stanley Cup, we never win.
are being played in this episode by a band called the Desert Bandits, and this song is called Heaven's Gate. Now, this song is written and recorded by Greg Kelso and Stuart Logan. And if you like what you hear, the best place to find their stuff is over on Facebook. Just head over there and search The Desert Bandits. Or you can email them at stuartloganproductions at gmail.com. We'll make sure we have all that information in the show notes. And as always, you can hear the full song, Heaven's Gate, at the end of the podcast. All you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. Roxy. What? Great energy there. Thank you. All right. We got another special one today. Oh, yeah. Another Ohioan. Is that how we say it? A Buckeye? (laughs) Ohioan? I think that's right. Well, we're going to find out. Please welcome to the podcast, Larry Marshall. Hey, Larry, how's it going? Hi, friends. It's going great. It's wonderful to talk to you. Now, what do you prefer? Is it Ohioan? I consider myself uh, a Kentuckian oh. who is a missionary to Ohio. Okay. 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 So with, you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> spoiler alert, with an Indiana phone number, as we discussed yes. off air. But we're going to get into all that because <laughs> we know you've listened to a few of our episodes. We turn it right over to you. Take it away. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Well, my name is Larry Marshall. I actually serve as a pastor in a church. I'm not one who preaches every week. I'm sort of the guy who does all the things no one else wants to do. I'm the fixer. So that's kind of my role. It's a very important job. Yes. And uh, I have a couple of just passion, hobby, side hustle type things, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about. But I grew up in uh, a little town called Corbin, Kentucky, which is, if you've ever traveled I-75 north and south, it's uh, right on the interstate, almost to Tennessee line. And it's where Colonel Sanders got his start. Mm. The first restaurant is there. So that is pretty much the claim to fame of Corbin. But it's a pretty cool one, though. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up there, bounced around the Midwest as an adult. I did go to college in Kentucky at a small little school. In fact, I believe I'm the second loyal little that you've interviewed from this particular small college. Dan Reichel from episode 182, the 162 games of catch. Yeah. Dan, he and I both went to Kentucky Christian University. We did. We weren't the same age. I'm quite a bit older than Dan, but I know Dan pretty well. We've gotten to know each other over the years. It's a small school, so and we're in the same line of work. So we kind of get to know people sure. that way. Yeah. Lived a few years here in Zanesville, right out of college, and then left and went to Indianapolis area, a town called Anderson, for 16 years. And then back to Kentucky, where I worked at the college that I graduated from for 10 years. Mm. For the last four and a half, I've been back in Zanesville, which is odd. So it's all over the Midwest. And was all of the moves uh, work-related? Yeah, they actually were. They were uh, ministry-related, in and out of churches of sorts. I'm back to the same church I came to right out of college, which is kind of unique. I don't know if that happens very often. But I did spend 10 years as a campus minister at the college. So I worked with college students and ran a summer youth camp and all sorts of things. So it's all sort of in the same umbrella of what I've done my entire adult life. Yeah. Wow. It's so interesting how many, we should go back and count. I know. We have a lot of pastors and ministers. ministers and and there's got to at least be, yeah. there's saying like, it's got to be close to 10 now. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. And, I, and the connection and how, you know, you're all fans of Tony and. Yeah. But I do think yeah. it's the most Hi, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but the most profession of the littles that we've interviewed. Yeah, for sure. yeah. 
You know, you'd think like maybe we should have be... our own club. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, and sometimes it comes out of nowhere. It like, does. You yeah. know, like this one kind of came out of nowhere yeah. too. We did two interviews yeah. at one point. I think it was last year, uh, and we didn't realize in, until they were both happening. We did one, and then the very next one. Yeah, I think it was it back was, to back. It was back to back. Yeah. And so, what brought you into that? Uh, you know, it was. Uh... Uh, we'll use words like calling. That's mm-hmm. a that's a word that gets used a lot. Yep. And it's not necessarily some audible thing. It's just a thing where you feel like I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. Mm. And I don't know what this is or what this looks like. And and there's a lot of specialization now. If you want to work with children or youth or music or sure, there's a lot of lanes you can go. Um, so I started out working with kids and and students for many many years. Worked in youth ministry and just worked with children and then in college kids and sort of as I age as my own children age, I sort of moved along with that and it's been very gratifying. I'll do it as long as I'm supposed to. Yeah. If God tomorrow says, you know, I think you're done, go sell insurance or something else. You know, <laughs> I, would, uh, I hope I would listen to that and do what he told me to do, but I can't explain it much yeah. like I'm sure most of the others can't really put a finger on it. You just kind of wake up one day, kind of like you probably felt like I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing, yes. today, whatever it is. I totally understand so. that. All right. Well, now let's get into your fandom. Like, how did you become a little and when did you start listening to Tony and all that kind of stuff? Well, a number of years ago in Indiana, I had kind of a beater car with not a great radio, but one of the only stations I could get was a talk radio that in the mornings or some part of the day was sports. And I would listen to Tony's radio show mm. and it was back with, you know, Dan, the Duke and all that, yeah. the, the banter they would have. And it just made me laugh and enjoyed listening. I don't even really know what years that would have been. I assume early 90s, mid 90s. And then one day I felt like it was just gone, like the format changed of the station and I didn't have it anymore. And I was kind of like, wow, that stinks. But then PTI was a thing that came along. So I've just sort of always gravitated to it. And probably in the last, I've been listening to Tony now on the podcast easily. I don't know, as long as it's been going, I think someone mentioned it to me. And I stumbled across it and thought, I'm just going to give it a listen. And I just sort of fell in love again with yeah. the banter and the smart talk and the humor. I think his humor is probably underestimated by some until you listen to him enough and you realize this guy's really pretty funny. <laughs> so that's kind of how it happened for me, just following him mostly on the radio early on. I watch PTI almost every night. Yeah. My DVR is set to record it. So I'll go back and catch a couple if I miss them. And of course, the podcast is just a part of my day yeah so absolutely yeah now have you read any of his books it's funny you should say that just three days ago i decided you know what i know he's got books i've never read them ah. and i went on ebay and i snagged uh, <laughs> i think i've got three different ones that i've already ordered for oh, they, were, they weren't very expensive you know they're used books on ebay which is the, kind of how i roll uh-huh. but so they're on the way so i'm looking forward to read them but no i haven't i've i, I knew about them and it occurred to me you know, I read a lot. Why don't I read Tony? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, the, but well, I never read him in the newspaper or any of that. Right. I don't have okay. that backstory. Yeah. Well, that's what they are. A lot of them are the Collins and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but they're fantastic. And when you were saying about his sense of humor and stuff like that, you'll love these books because it comes out in the columns. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And in the book yeah. itself. So I th- hopefully you'll enjoy him. Now, this will be interesting because A, he's from the Midwest, Roxy. Yeah. Yep. And two, he. <laughs> He uh, moved around a lot. Yeah. So where's your sports fandom? What's your favorite sport? What's your favorite teams? Things like okay. that. I would say, so I, growing up in where I did in Kentucky, I was a couple hours from Cincinnati. Uh, so the, the Cincinnati Reds 
And I, of course, I grew up with Pete Rose and Johnny Bench mm. and, you know, the 1975 the Red Machine, Red right? Machine. Yeah. So that was that was it for me. Kentucky Wildcats are still are my college teams. Mm-hmm. But I never really had a pro football team that I cared about until I lived in central Indiana. And there was a guy named Peyton Manning uh-huh. that was, yeah. was a rookie yep. uh, pretty close to the same year I moved there. And the training camp was at Anderson University, about two miles from my house. So I became a huge Colts fan, and I still am to this day. So I could go over there and watch, you know, I could be 15 feet from all the guys just on the other side of the fence, just watching them train and do whatever, you you know, be a fan. So that was fun to live there for 16 years and really become, you know, I was there when they won their Super Bowl and Mm -hmm. all of that. So that was, that was pretty exciting. So those are pretty much my teams. Uh, NBA, I'm not really, I follow the Kentucky athletes. So I, when I see them on a game, I'll stop and watch and cheer for them, I suppose. But I don't really have a team okay. when it right. comes to, to basketball. So Kentucky sports, Cincinnati Reds baseball, they're pretty disappointing right now. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and, and Colts football, who are also quite disappointing. But uh, yeah, right. So we'll see. Hey, you well, know, you that's had a good run there, though. You I have mean, to ride the waves. Yeah. Like, we've been riding the waves with the Red Sox and now, the well, for me, the Patriots, him, the Saints. But, yeah, yeah. you just you have your team and you stick with them. And yeah, yeah. Easy how you throw that word around, though, Roxy. Ride the, or the phrase, I should say, ride the wave. Because, I mean, yeah, we've <laughs> I been pretty fortunate. We've been very fortunate in our lifetime. Yeah. Yes, we have. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But like you said, it's they won fun. the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, they beat yep. the Bears, right, I believe? Wilbon's Bears, right? Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Beat the Bears, and more importantly, we beat uh, the uh, the mighty Tom Brady yeah. to get there. So, oh, that's right. And I was fortunate enough to actually be at that game when we finally got over the hump to beat Brady oh, cool. to go to the Super Bowl. So, the funny story is, though, I wasn't there as a ticket holder. I to get in, I had to work for the concession stand at my son's high school band. So I said yeah, I volunteered to work. But I got to stand in the tunnel there. Nobody was buying popcorn there in the last five minutes of that game when Peyton finally defeated Brady. It was pretty exciting to be there. So wait, there. you I were at the AFC guard. Championship game? I was at the AFC Championship game. I was standing there next to a security guard. Nice. Okay. Like I said, no, nobody's buying popcorn during that part of the game because we got a chance to go to the Super Bowl finally. And that's the loudest thing I've ever heard. The dome there just wow. exploded in noise when Brady threw an interception to end the game. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty fun to be there. Okay. So. That's so cool. Um, Being a Patriot fan, I, I guess I'm naturally a Brady fan, but not really. Yeah. I, I liked the team. They did well. I liked that they won all the time. I was just a kid. I didn't know anything. I just liked that they won. I mean, both quarterbacks are so m- amazing. You know, yes, they call Tom Brady the GOAT, but Peyton had an incredible career, too. Well, most importantly, oh, yeah. he's a better actor, first of all. That, so too. That, that too. I love his let's, commercials. Let's go back first. Yeah. I mean, just for the record, that's something you should have put on the form. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> like, I was at the AFC Championship game. That's, that's so really cool. cool. And what were you saying? Your son was playing in the band? So my son was in the high school band, and we had a concession. There's concession stands all over the place, as you know, in those places. Sure. So mm-hmm. we had one assigned to our band, and we could work it for football games. And then the kids would get a certain amount of money in their account. So we weren't getting paid to work it. That would yeah. go into their account for band trips oh, and okay. that sort of thing. That's so cool. That's so really nice. I, of course, my day job, I couldn't necessarily do Sunday afternoon games but i could do monday night games and most playoff games were on 
uh, there was Thursday nights and other things. So I said, uh, sign me up for all of those. Yeah. Mostly just because I like being in that, you know, it's just fun in the atmosphere. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's how that worked. That's so cool. Well, I'm looking really forward to the rest of this interview. We're going to yes. find out what else we don't know, and that's yep. not on the form. Yep. So don't go anywhere. <laughs> we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles podcast with Chuck and Doxy. <laughs> And Keith Ammerman. <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are so fortunate to have Larry Marshall with us. And now we're going to get to hear a really good story, Roxy. Yes. Because I'm excited for this. This came out of nowhere for us. Mm-hmm. And we're so thankful. Mm-hmm. And it was really sweet of him. But let's just turn it over to you, I think. We should let you go into this. Now, this is a hobby. How did this yeah. all start? Okay, so just about seven or eight years ago, my kids were starting to move out and go start their own lives. Mm-hmm. So we were becoming empty nesters, and I thought, if I don't have a hobby, the woman to whom I'm related by marriage is going to kick me uh, out the door. <laughs> so <laughs> I need a hobby. And someone had shown me a picture of a wooden cigar box with a really cool Edison bulb coming out of it and an on-off switch, and I thought, you know, I wonder if I can make something that kind of clever and cool. So. I started tinkering, and before I knew it, a friend said, hey, how much you want for that? And I thought, oh, I can sell these? So I started making, started with cigar boxes. It kind of emerged into world globes, and I would just repurpose them and make them into hanging pendant lights. And before I knew it, every teacher in the middle school where my wife taught wanted one. And it's turned into this thing that generated a little bit of income, but it was also just a fun hobby. And I've been doing it often. I do a couple of live shows, mostly have a Etsy presence and sell things on there. So a couple of years ago, as I moved to Ohio and was still continuing to do this, the first Tony story that comes up here is I tested positive for COVID. I never was very sick, but I did what they told me to do. And I stayed in my basement where my workshop is. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to make a lamp for Tony. <laughs> Why not? I mean, I listened to his podcast while I'm in the workshop and it just sort of connects. So I'm just going to order a decal from his college that he talks about all the time. So what I was making were these uh, paint can lamps that have an Edison bulb on them and they're painted with this, whatever colors to match the color of the lamp. So if I was making a Red Sox lamp, you know, it might be red with the Red Sox logo or yeah. it might be white or something. And you touch the can and the bulb gets brighter. It's a touch lamp. Ooh. Wow. So I was making these just for people, for gifts, and I was selling here and there. So I sent one to Tony with a nice letter just trying to be funny. You know, when you send something into Tony, you want to make sure you say it in a way that he's not going to mock you if he <laughs> reads it here. <laughs> Don't worry, you're still top 20 in our book. Yeah, so so I sent that in, and uh, and I thought, well, I don't know if he'll say anything about it or not. I wasn't sending it like, hey, send everybody to my Etsy page and buy one of these lamps. I wasn't thinking that at all, but Mm -hmm. in there I mentioned the Etsy page. So a couple weeks later, I'm sitting in a meeting, and my phone starts to blow up, and people are buying lamps. I'm like, what in the world? And I realized Tony has mentioned the lamp. That's, That's the only thing it could be. Right. So I ran out to my car at lunch to listen to the, and the very first, if you go to the March 8th, 2021, I remember that day because it's my birthday. March 8th, 2021 podcast is actually called I Love Lamp. That's the title that Michael gave or whoever gives the titles yeah. to the podcast. So he starts the thing off talking about this lamp and how clever and fun and on and on and on. Well, I mean, I got, I met all kinds of littles through this first process. Yeah. 
And I don't know how many I sold, but it was quite a few. I was busy for a while. So fast forward to recently, I was actually doing a lexicon type thing for a different podcast that I listened to that uses a lot of, you know, has language in its universe that's unique to that podcast. And then I thought, well, this would be really easy to do for Tony's. So I started making a list and I joined this local makers club. They have a laser engraver and CNC machines and a wood shop. And I don't know how to do hardly any of that. That's all new to me, but I was learning. So I thought, what if I took these words from this lexicon that I'm never really finished, but what if I took some of these words and phrases and just made a little graphic out of them? And again, I'm not really a graphic designer, but I put them in a way that used different fonts and, mm-hmm. and just made these things. I thought, I'm just going to send them to Tony. And I sent, sent them also to this other podcast that I listen to a lot. And those podcasts are connected. It's Nate Bargatze, a comedian who is Tony's a big fan. He talks about him often. They play golf yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. But um, I did send them. And just then funny, again, try to be funny with the letter, not expecting anything out of it. In fact, I even said to Tony, I said, you don't have to say anything about this. I just wanted you to have these. I'm just learning how to make them. Here's something nice. I think you would like it. Well, he made a big deal about it, of course. And they talked about it three or four podcasts in a row. They brought these things up and I kept getting orders. Yeah. I mean, crazy orders. Like, <laughs> what have I done? Kind of right. orders, you know? <laughs> so... And I'm just me, you know, yeah. I, I'm doing it all myself. I'm doing the packaging and all the stuff. Yep. And <laughs> I feel you. And uh, <laughs> even the little cards that I write, these little cards yeah, for everything yeah. I sell. And I try to be clever as I can be uh, with those. So and that's one you want to, you really fret over this one because Tony's crowd is smart and funny. And you, mm-hmm. you know, you want to be, you, you want to kind of catch their attention with it. So that's really how it happened. It's just the weird thing. So then I had like some cast offs that I thought, okay, well, these aren't, these didn't really quite meet my level of quality when I was, as I was making them, but I had a pretty good pile. So I have a couple of friends scattered around who I thought, I'm just going to send them a set, say, thanks. You know, they're good enough to use. And then, then I thought about you guys. So I reached out to Claire Natola, who, she started following me on Instagram. And I was like, wait a minute, this is my day you're at Aldridge moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she followed my Instagram account. I'm like, is this the Claire? Uh, yeah. Claire Natola so, episode one. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we interacted just a little bit through that. So eventually I thought, you know what? I'm going to send you guys a set just to say, you know, I'm enjoying this or whatever. And so she gave me, connected me with your address and stuff. So yeah. anyway, that's kind of how it all happened. It was wow. kind of a fluke. Well, I don't think, um, I, pardon me. I don't think you ever actually said what they were. Right now, did we? Oh, the coasters. They're coasters. Yeah, yes. the coasters. Yeah, Honestly. yeah, I mean, my bad. So, no, that's okay. We, we talked about them I, a lot, obviously. So. Yeah, could I put these words in a, in a graphic and then make these coasters? So there's two kinds of coasters. There's the slate ones. Those are quite easy to make mm-hmm. once you learn all the stuff. Really? But the wooden ones were a little more challenging because I needed to stain them and polyurethane and all that. And, you know, sometimes one set looked good and another set didn't look so good it just took a long time to get that part right. Yeah. Okay. That's but, uh, that's kind of funny because I look at I think the other ones look much harder to make, but I don't know. You oh, know, slate. Yeah, yeah. They're really cool. I mean, both of them are really cool. So I would have uh, thought the same thing until I started doing this, and I realized the slate. Those are kind of my favorite, and yeah. they're pretty simple. The laser just is burning off a, a little bit of the slate, yep. a little tiny layer. Yeah. And it leaves you with an image. I could put your face on one or whatever. So the one thing I don't want to forget to mention that part of me starting this was just a hobby. Part of it was, well, if I could make a few dollars on the side, sure. that'll help 
fund my miserably low retirement accounts or whatever. But <laughs> the bigger thing that I wanted to do is I am part of a mission that's in Zimbabwe, Africa, and we build schools and, and churches and uh, medical clinics. And uh, they have a lot. They have 27,000 students in their schools. So it's, a, it's not a small thing. Yeah. So I wanted to be able to have something that would help me f- contribute toward that. So a percentage of everything that I do, you know, I'll save it up two or three times a year and send a check to my friends that run the mission and, oh, wow. and go towards. So all of these are helping build a school where kids have to walk about six miles one way just to go to school in this particular area. So wow. we're trying to put a school there. The government came to us and said, we like what you do. We'll give you the ground if you'll promise us you'll build a school here. So that's what's happening there in this place in Zimbabwe. So so that's part as a bigger kind of hidden behind the scenes part of what I'm trying to do. I'm not yeah. going to fund it all by myself with these little projects. You know, there's not right. we're not talking about a lot of extra funds anyway yeah. when it's all said and done after fees and shipping and all that. But but it's just a way to generate a little extra for something that's going to outlive me. That's yeah. so that wonderful. Sense. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There's no really good segue there, but we're going to get fun and dumb on you if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> all right. Roxy, what's the first one? Okay. If you could eat only three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? Oh, boy. I am a, um, I'm a Midwestern boy with bad nutrition. So pizza, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, nothing healthy, that's for that's sure. Okay. I, I'm a big fan, believe it or not, of just a plate of fried chicken. That's uh, wonderful. Of course, I'm from Corbin, Kentucky, where yes. it started. So I would probably navigate between those. And I love bread. I just love bread. Yeah. So yep. let's say bread. Nice. <laughs> love it. Uh, it's my doomsday. I'm <laughs> trying know. to lose some weight, but, you know, I'm Italian. You know, I ate paisan. I can't, you, you know. You got to have eat. pasta, pizza, and bread. Yeah. Garlic bread especially is like, yeah. it's going to be yes. the death of me probably. But all right, here we go. If you hosted Saturday Night Live, who would you like to introduce as your musical guest? Oh, boy. I, I like a lot of music. Well, um, this is how we usually gauge this, though. Remember, now, you're probably going to be able to hang out with them at the after party. So that's kind of key here. Yeah. I tend to like bands that I hear a lot of other people pick on, like Coldplay, U2, okay. things like that. Nice. An obscure one would be, uh, I was a high school band geek, and Chuck Mangione oh, yeah. was always a huge fan of mine. So why don't we just say Chuck Mangione? Yeah. That's probably one no one else has ever said. That's great. Yeah. Are you a fan of Spyro Gyro by any chance? Oh, yeah. 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 Roxy's looking at me like she has no idea what we're talking about. But I was band geek, too. So I know I'm, <laughs> we're, you're speaking my language now. OK. All right. Roxy. Oh, yeah. You get Birdland and all those kind of things. That's just wonderful stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, Roxy, what's next? Who would play you in a movie of your life? Well, I generally joke that I look a lot like Brad Pitt. Ooh. Uh, that's not true <laughs> at all. Um, but there's a lot of great actors that I really enjoy. Uh, so. Let's just say Brad Pitt. Nice. All right. Now, this wasn't one of your top three choices for the food, but I have a feeling it's kind of in the genre. Okay. What is your favorite French fry shape? French fry shape. That is a great question. It's hard for me to, uh, in the hierarchy of French fried potatoes, I would probably put McDonald's up there at the top. Mm. Chick-fil-A's waffle fries yeah. would be at the bottom for me. That's the bottom. Oh, okay. okay. I don't get it. There's, they're never hot. 
People are really into Chick-fil-A, but I don't care for the waffle fries. Well, I was just going to say someone came on our podcast and they said it depends on what environment because – and I never even thought about that. He goes, yeah, they get cold the quickest because there's holes in them. Yeah. And I never – I don't know why I would never even think of that, but I would never have thought of that. They're also – they're not very crispy. I think they're not cooked enough. So usually they'll I have to I have to pop I cook those ours in the, enough. Yes, but yeah. sometimes the waffle fries when we go out and have them yeah. out, it's I'd rather bring them home and pop them in the toaster oven for a little <laughs> bit, crisp them up yeah, a little I'm, bit. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that would help them. Yeah. All right. What's next? If you could be great at one sport, which would it be? I always wanted to be a good at baseball. But I was on deck circle, probably in junior high, and the guy batting in front of me got hit right in the back with the ball. That changed me. Like, I, I couldn't stay in the batter's box. I played all the way through high school, mostly at a Babe Ruth kind of league level. But mm-hmm. I always loved baseball, wanted to be good at it, and just really batting was my problem. Gotcha. Yeah. So I could catch the ball. I could throw the ball okay, you know. Yeah. But I could not hit a ball. All right. What's the one movie you love so much that you know you'll be best friends with another person just by them loving it as well? Oh, the Christopher Guest movies, Best yeah. in Show, <laughs> Mighty Wind, Waiting for Guffman. Yep. Nice. They're all great. Mm-hmm. All right. One more, Roxy. All right. If you could live in any TV or movie home, what would it be? And you can choose to live with or without the cast. Oh, boy. Uh, This is something I never, ever would have considered. I have some favorite shows. I think Seinfeld, of course. Mm -hmm. That would have been fun to just be even living down the hall from those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It would have been great. So I'll just say that because I I don't really have anything else that comes to mind. You know, that's so interesting. Was it Sean Morrissey, I think, was the first one who said that maybe? Yeah. And I was like, what are you insane? Like, it's a one-bedroom apartment. You can live anywhere. And he's like, no, 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 but I want to live with them. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That's that's how we adapted the question, actually. Mm -hmm. Because all oh, the hijinks and the laughter. Yeah, that, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, people. now that yeah. you mention it, being even just, I wonder what the neighbors would think or what the neighbors were like in these shows that, that you don't like have to know anything whatever, about right, them. Right. But, you know, I wonder right. what, I just want to create that whole world. That's yeah. so great. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, let's end with some rapid fire. Coke or Pepsi? I have to say Pepsi. Ooh. Got family that work for okay. Pepsi. So Boom. I buy what's on sale and a diet. <laughs> But I have family who are big in the Pepsi world. Excellent. Types, so. okay. All right. We could definitely be friends, sir. <laughs> okay. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars, 1977. I went to the theater with my parents, and they were going to see Smokey and the Bandit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Our, our town had two theaters in the same building. And they said, hey, this looks interesting. Would you rather go watch this space movie? And we'll just be right next door. And I said, sure. So my sister and I went in and watched Star Wars and I fell in love. Yeah. Excellent. So I had the toys. Cool. And then then my kids, as they grew up, we got to rewatch those old movies and then see the newer ones too. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not rapid firing very well. No, that's that's great. That's That's great. great. (laughs) No, sometimes we like a good explanation. Yeah. I mean, you rapid fired the answer. Yeah. So that's good. All right. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Cake or pie? Cake. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Yes. Excellent. All right, well, Larry, can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. Now, we know you're probably going to be hesitant about this, but we mean it. <laughs> Take a second. We want you to plug anything. We want you to plug, definitely sure. need to plug your Etsy and all yes. that stuff. Because, again, we thank you so much for your generosity and sharing the coasters yeah. with us. And we, 
I know I can't remember who exactly. I know Tony Beeson got one, a fellow Ohioan, because he came in last in our bracket challenge. Yep. Uh, which is, okay. I think, harder. So, yeah, plug anything you'd like and let everyone know how they can get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with. Sure. I do use Twitter quite a bit. I'm not interesting on there, but Lars Marshall, L-A-R-Z Marshall, is my Twitter handle. Instagram is probably the thing that I use most with my creations. So Foothills Collective, it's all one word. Foothills Collective is what I um, named my little side hustle a number of years ago. Mm -hmm. So you can follow there and see lots of pictures of all the oddball things that I uh, make along the way. And if you want to look at Etsy, um, again, you can try to find Foothills Collective. That's the name of my page. But a lot of people I tell, just search, type in the word Kornheiser. Right. Currently, there's only one thing that shows up, and that's coasters Right. the Tony Kornheiser show. Nice. And that'll link you to my page. That's the easier way to find it. Sometimes finding a name of a page on Etsy is clunky. Yep. Yep. Not that easy to do. But So I'm in those places and happy to interact with the littles of all sorts and have it's been that's been a fun thing is to get comments and uh uh, one gentleman in uh, california sent me a list of about 40 other phrases that could be on coasters oh nice as our universe so who knows maybe someday i'll make more and yeah different ones or whatever but for now we'll go with the ones we have excellent and roxy (laughs) we got to check out the lamps i haven't had a chance to check out the lamps those sound great i know we're going to look into those so they're always changing stuff comes and goes and uh i generally spend this time of year getting ready for the christmas season because that's when probably 75 percent of anything i sell happens in that season but uh, excellent that's so so cool that's okay and i should mention the name of the mission is hippo valley hippo just like it sounds hippo valley christian mission we're located in Zimbabwe. The home office here in the United States is in Kentucky. And it's not hard to Google that and find them. So if anybody's interested in checking out what Hippo Valley is up to, that'd be awesome. Cool. All right. Well, thanks again, Larry, for coming on to Meet the Littles. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. It's the only way. <laughs> you said it so casually. <laughs> Love it. But it's yeah. the only way. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Roxy, not <laughs> yes. so much. but I'm adaptable. Know, she's adaptable. Yeah. All right. Well, Larry, thanks again. We really appreciate the time. Thank you, guys. All right, all you loyal littles. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Robin Cowie from Longmont, Colorado, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Larry, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Always a good time. Yep. So much fun to hear actually the story behind the coasters. Yes. Yeah. So that's always really fun. We really appreciate it. We have your emails, Mm -hmm. but first let's get into a birthday story. Okay. Now this is for those of the littles that were on the Zoom call, you've (laughs) heard the story. So maybe you'll want to hear it again. I don't know, but I did want to share it with the rest of the listeners. So Roxy was nice enough, figure out some of the things, a lot of the stuff was surprises. Yeah. But the one thing we decided was we're going to go out and have a nice dinner for my birthday and we went to our favorite, favorite Italian restaurant, not Carbon. Not Carbon. Imolino. Imolino's, which I believe was number two on that list that Tony, you remember that list that Tony got sent in probably about a year Months ago, ago. Now? Mm-hmm. And Carbon was the top choice yeah. from these other bigs, but I think he asked. But you can't get in, right? 
He couldn't get. Yeah, he had he had trouble getting. <laughs> Don't in. you know who I am? I know. <laughs> um, well, he he was. It wasn't for him. It was for someone else. Yeah, he was trying right. to pull strings for someone. Right. Anyway, so he asked other people that he trusted. What are some of the Italian? And Emolino was number two on the list, I believe. Yeah. So we were excited it's about number that. Number one in our book. It's number one in our hearts. Well, it was number one in our hearts. Okay, we have our dinner. Again, I said a lot of the things were surprises, but I had a softball game and we had bowling at night. We yeah. knew we were going to bookend the day there. With Broadway Show League. Broadway Show League, softball, and then Broadway Show League bowling. The last night, the reason we were definitely going to that was because our bowling team did pretty well, yeah. if I may say so myself. Yeah. We ended up coming in second place. Yes. We lost to Conga Bolero, shout out. Yeah. They are the team that was on your feet. Uh-huh. Now, in that bowling world, they can stay, even though the show's closed, which I love. Yeah. That you see these casts that stick together. Remember we were talking about family? Yeah. How much more family can you... That show's been closed for like three years. Mm-hmm. These people still get together every Thursday night while the season's going on and get together once a week yeah. to come bowl yeah. and just catch up. And I mean, that's a family. Yep. I mean, it's... And Once still has a team. Once still has that's a team. That's one of our favorite teams. That's mm-hmm. the one Ritz is on because yep. his wife was in the cast. Yep. And our dear friends mm-hmm. from that team are still... They come out every week. Yeah. And So there you go. I should have mentioned that when we were talking about how casts become family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were bookending there. So we decided we we're going to go out to dinner. We go to Emolino, as we said. I also knew, though, Roxy was working hard. She made me a banana cream pie. She had my watermelon, and she had a chocolate cake. So we had desserts galore. Yeah. Now, I, little did I, I know we were going to be sharing those lot. with other people because th- that was the surprise oh, part. Oh, he was like the whole week. He says, don't go crazy. It's just the two of us. Right. Why are you going to bake all of this diet. stuff? And I said, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll we'll take this stuff to work okay, with you. Okay, I'm not fine. so sure, though. There were still three quarters of the cake left, and it's still in our fridge, and I'm still Oh, eating. I'm still eating it. Well, I am too, and that's what I was trying to avoid. <laughs> but anyway, so my point is we have a great dinner. Dinner's mm-hmm. going well, the usual. They, yep. You sit down. They put the napkin in your lap. They bring you a chunk of Parmesan. They, they bring you just stuff Yeah. without even saying Fried a word. Zucchini. They just start bringing you appetizer. Mm-hmm type things off bread that like gushes in yeah, your mouth it's with butter. it's amazing if you if you ever get a chance make sure you hit emolino but careful when you get to the dessert all right so the guy comes over and he says would you like dessert would you like coffee i actually said to the guy i said look here's my dilemma today is my 50th birthday but i also know that my lovely wife sitting here has planned all this other stuff we have cakes we have pies we have other stuff so i just don't think i'm going to be able to do dessert And I said, but we looked at each other. She's like, well, we'll think about it. So I said, yeah, we'll think about it. He's like, okay, you just let me know. As he's walking away, I stop him and I say, but sir, I still would like coffee. And he's like, oh, of course, of course, we'll bring it right over. I said, okay. About five minutes later, the coffee comes over. About two minutes later, out comes three waiters with a plate, with a candle and a dessert. And they're singing happy birthday. Yep. Very sweet. Very sweet. I do have to, before I continue with the story, I have to give a shout out. The presentation of this dessert was flawless. It was very good. It was beautiful. We have pictures. Yes. I'm not a big take pictures of your food person, but we took pictures. Uh, they even, in chocolate sauce, wrote happy birthday and cursive on the plate, on the outside of the plate. And the thing was, we weren't sure what this dessert was. It looked like a little mishmash, okay? So it actually, at first, the big portion of it looked like cheesecake. And I was like, ugh, gross. I don't like cheesecake. Okay, but I'm like, it's okay. It's they're doing a nice thing. I'm not going to say anything. So they bring it out. We take our pictures. I blow out the candle. We start eating. There's some chocolate mousse. There's some berries, stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, this is good. You said I think it might be pound cake. Yeah, it tasted like pound cake. I was like, oh, okay. Well, let me check this out. I took one bite. I'm like, nope. I almost spit it out. I was a little embarrassed because it's a very nice, high class restaurant. But I, I ate it, and I could just tell it was definitely cheesecake. Not my thing. No big deal. No big deal. Okay. 
So we pick a little. We didn't really eat the cheesecake, but we finished the chocolate mousse, the berries. They had some whipped cream, homemade whipped cream. Very nice. Anyway, Roxy has to go up to wash her hands. The bill comes. I look at the bill. It actually says on there, tiramisu and the price. Yeah. So she comes back to the table and I said, I don't know how we want to deal with this. I said, but first of all, just so you know, that was tiramisu. Not, and she's like, no, no, it wasn't. I was like, yeah, I didn't think it was tiramisu either. So then I'm thinking, oh, maybe they made a mistake. Now, first of all, let's pause there. Littles, where do you land on that? They brought it over without us ordering it. Very nice gesture because it was my birthday and but all that stuff. Us. But then charges for it. Okay. Now it says tiramisu. So I thought, oh, maybe it's a mistake. And that'll be a nice subtle way for me to mention it to the waiter. Because I even said to you, I'm like, it's not a big deal. Let's not make a big deal about it. But I was kind of like the principle behind it was I know Tony wouldn't be paying for that dessert. No. So <laughs> it was like he comes over and I said, oh, sir, that dessert you brought over, that was tiramisu? And he goes, oh, no, no, no. He goes, that was a sample we have, a sample platter. And I went, oh, because on the bill it says tiramisu. And you know what the guy says to me, Littles, is he goes, oh, he said, well, I rang it up as tiramisu because if I actually rang it up as the sample platter, it would have been more money. Now, Littles, just so you know, this restaurant, we're talking, it was over $20 is what the desserts are, okay? We're not talking about like a $8 dessert here. So I was kind of upset. But I didn't say anything. We just went with it. We paid for it. We just rolled with it. And so I wanted to get your, what, would I have been wrong to say something? I guess is my question to the littles. I mean, Roxy, now in hindsight, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, personally, I think if they just brought it over, it should have been free on the house for us. But or it should have been communicated that we would be charged. Yeah. I mean, especially those I mean, kind I of still prices. love the restaurant and I'm still going to go to the restaurant. But right, I right. guess we can't expect... Well, actually, since now we haven't gotten any obviously feedback from the littles yet, but one friend that I told about this, she actually said I should write an email, a stern email to the restaurant. And she said, you'll probably get like a major gift card. And I said, no, I'll probably get a free dessert. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. She goes, if you word it the right way, Mm -hmm. you'll probably get a dinner on the house, like a $50 gift. I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. I might try it. I don't really know if I have time for that. Yeah. I mean, I Um, wasn't looking to get... I was upset, but I didn't want to come across cheap. It's my birthday. Yeah. I wasn't looking to get anything free, but we weren't going to order a dessert at that point. And then it just came over without us ordering it. And then they charged us for it. So that's the part that I'm like, I... Well, that's why I was asking because Roxy conveniently went to the restroom to wash her hands. And I thought maybe you said something to them. To like say, hey, can we get no. can we get this? It's my, you know, do you have a candle? You know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, no. And because then, if that's the case, then I do think we should have had to pay for it. Right. But anyway, where do you fall on that, Littles? Just yep. curious. All right. We have walked out. Well, you don't walk out. No. You can't do that. But you <laughs> but could you talk. Know what I mean, I could have talked to a manager and said, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm, is this your policy? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still w- I guess I would have paid for it. We ate it. That was the other thing. I didn't want to be rude. They gave us this free dessert. And I if it was we che- thought. Well, OK. Yeah, I thought free dessert. Cheesecake. I hate cheesecake. Yeah. But I also didn't want to be rude and not yeah. at least try to eat some of it because they can't reserve it to somebody else. Right. So, you oh know. well. Anyway. All right. Roxy, we need to get to the emails. Yes. First, we heard from Rick Franzosa, Chuck and Roxy. The intro to Fugue for Tin Horns from Guys and Dolls brought me right back to sophomore year in high school when I first ventured on the stage as Harry the Horse Aww. in the Manchester, Connecticut high school production of the great musical Guys and Dolls. He already said that. He said fond memories. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty great. Then we heard from Tim Cree. He says DC will win the X Bowl, or whatever they're calling it, by 20 points, probably like 38 to 16. Now, that's Tim Cree, episode 107. I want to look up something. I'm going to do it. 
I want to say I was in sixth or seventh grade. I want to say it was like around 86, 87 when San Francisco beat Miami in the Super Bowl. I think the score was 38, 16 or something like oh. that. I'm going to have to look that up. Okay. All right. Then we heard from Mo, episode 86, in case you forgot. <laughs> uh, he says, happy belated birthday. Sorry to miss the Zoom. Maybe I didn't make the cut for the invite. Sounds like you had a blast. Tell Roxy my company paid for the laptop and that the airline wanted nothing to do with it. What? Hope to see you at Jingle Golf. Uh-oh, Roxy's upset now. What? Okay, but first of all, can we get back to this didn't make the cut? Okay, so listen. <laughs> no, it, no, no, I, I know what it was, but <laughs> I think we Claire needs to step up her game. I mean, Claire, <laughs> for the people that don't have Facebook or don't use Facebook... I mean, don't you have your list over there, Claire? I mean, you should contact those people individually. No, I'm just kidding. I know. I am so sorry. We, yeah. It, well, I don't think anyone has a, to apologize. It was the it, quickest way, easiest way. It was a way. very stressful week for me. Thanks, <laughs> no, but, Chuck. No, but I just thought it was funny. And he's clearly kidding, but I just thought it was no, funny but how there, I, there were definitely, we did the best we could. There were definitely people that didn't make make it on because they didn't yeah. have the notification the, the information. and not it's because not they, they didn't, didn't make, make the cut. The cut. Right, right, exactly. Yes. So, all right. The next one, Roxy, is basically for you. Okay. We're going to have some fun with this one. It's from Deb Mittman, episode 67. I was listening to the Stuff You Should Know podcast this week, and I learned that the original name of the Rockettes was the... Well, the original name was the Missouri Rockets. And then Wait, I Wait, what? Yeah, they came from Missouri and when when they were brought here to New York and to Radio City, they changed the name to the Roxettes, but then that name got shortened to the Rockets. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, so her <laughs> All right, so just so I'm reading the email, it says the original name of the Rockets was the Roxettes. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, hello, information for life, <laughs> Deb and everyone else. You don't go to Stuff You Should Know podcasts for information, apparently. <laughs> you come to the source. You come to Roxy. <laughs> so she wanted to know, Roxy, is that where you got your name? I had no idea about their origin story, but I thought the info was very cool. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. Okay, so Missouri Rockets? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a football team or a yeah. basketball team or something yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. So there you go, Deb. She says, P.S., I am anxiously awaiting the Meet the Littles episode featuring the person from Beltsville, Maryland. Because that's where I live. Is it possible that another little actually lives closer to me than Stoopsy, episode 199? It may be hard to beat 1.2 miles away, but I'm looking forward to finding out. <laughs> now, here's the problem. Deb, I, I, we need a name. I, I don't know who that is. We'll do that grunt work for you. We'll try to get them on the podcast, yeah. whoever that is. Yeah. But is this just someone that says they're from... Because I've heard that too, where I've heard people's right. names where I'm like, oh, that's a new person we can right. get on the episode. But anyway, help us out there if you can. We'll be happy to try to hunt them down. Look, if we could get Tom here yeah. in less than 24 right. hours. Right, we could do essentially, anything. Yeah, I mean, and the great zucchini that quickly. Yeah. I'm sure we can figure this out. Okay, now we're going to end with this one, and it's not who you think it is. This is not from episode 178. Whoa. This is from episode 51, and that's how I'm going to refer to him because he's killing me. <laughs> I already wrote him back, oh, you're killing me, Smalls. And I actually tried to get him to do a voice memo, which yeah. he still might, but as to the time of this recording, yes. it didn't arrive yet. Right. So I'm going to do the next best thing. I'm going to hand it to Roxy to read. Oh, boy. Because this was a setup. This was totally setting me up, I think. All right. I don't know what I did to him. I think I upset him because he's mad at me about that. Here we go. Okay. Chuck, I know how much you like to say Christopher Giannini's name. It just rolls off your Italian tongue. My favorite Italian words to say are... Montalcino? Is it Sino? <laughs> it's not the double C, so it must be. And Montepulciano, 
as in Brunello di Montalcino and Vino Nobile di Montepulciano. (laughs) Aren't they beautiful? And episode 51. Okay, so this is what I'm saying. You're not going to get any crap for that because you're adorable when you do it. You're not going to get any crap. I would be getting 15 emails about correcting this. Now, some of them, I think, Montesino. I think that's how it's. I mean. And Montepulciano. I'm sort of Italian, too, but. As in Brunello di Montelicino, I think. And Vino Nobile di Montepulciano, I think. I don't know. That's my guess. But now I'm going to get emails. You're just cute. You're adorable. Everyone loves Roxy. I get it. It's okay. All good. Ed, what are you doing to me? <laughs> anyway, Roxy, we have to get out of here. Get yourself oh, together. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Oh, just go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything is there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, guest book. Write in to us. Let us know you want to be on the show. Send us a song. Send us a fun, dumb question. Blah, 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 blah. You name it. You could do it on our website. It's great. Everything's there. Also, though, if you do listen to us on Apple and iTunes, make sure you go over there and give us a nice rate and review. We really appreciate that. Roxy. Yeah. I just I just like saying Christopher Giannini. Yeah, right. It's all right. Why you why you gotta bust my balls? It's hey, hey, me. hey, it's who got it? Hey, all right. <laughs> oh, did I just say that? Okay. <laughs> anyway, Littles. Most importantly, if you need a grip for your stick, go to stickgrip.com. If you need a book, pretty much any book, not any book, but almost any book, make sure the first thing you do is go over to Aaron'sbooks.com. And then you just type they have a search. You could search to make sure and see if they have the book. Yep. And, and if, if they, they do, do, put it in your cart. And then when you go to checkout. In the comments section, in the checkout, you type in the code. LLPOD. Just do it. And you'll get 15% off. Yeah. Just do it. Do what? Use the code. Don't be a dope. Bye. I'm a Midwestern boy with bad nutrition. in love.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Tony's a big fan. He talks about him often. Oh, yeah.